You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis D. Young. Hey kids, how you doing? Well, today I'd like to talk about the 50th anniversary of the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club album by the Beatles. I believe it's sometime in June that we're going to be celebrating this release. Now, for those of you out there that really weren't actually born when this happened, I say, well, I think you probably know Sgt. Pepper, so give a listen and I can tell you what how it affected my life and the experiences I had after listening to it. I'm going to take you back to Chicago on the south side where I grew up. The Panazzo brothers, John and Chuck, lived across the street from me, and John and I were as big a Beatle fans as anybody I ever met. Uh, we idolized them. We played some of their music. They were the reason that we really started playing rock and roll music because, as we all know, the Beatles made it okay to be in a rock band. Before that, most, most rock music came from individual artists, you know, solo people and not really rock bands, with the exceptions of people like instrumental bands like The Ventures. Look them up if you don't know them. But the Beatles really started the, they, they really begat the rest of us. Lennon and McCartney begat the rest of us by really inventing the modern day rock band. So John and I, John was the drummer, and John and I did all the singing in the band in those days. There were only four of us in the band. It was Chuck and a kid named Tom Narden who played guitar. And mostly we played, I don't know, weddings and dance music, standards, but we started to move into the rock field after the Beatles hit the scene in 1964. So here we are. It's 1967, and once again, I'll tell you, air conditioning has played a big, the lack of air conditioning on the south side of Chicago has played a big role in my life. As I've told you before, I started playing music because the Panazzo brothers were um, playing a little three-piece and um, I walked by one day with the windows open because it was so hot, and I heard the music, and that's how we got together. But here it is again. It's really hot again. It's June. It's muggy. It's overcast. Thunderstorms. Um, and Sergeant Pepper is released. Well, John buys the album. And in John's living room, or as we say in Chicago, the French room, he had a Zenith, they had a Zenith, uh, council stereo that a lot of people had in those days. It was really nice. So the record sounded really cool there because, remember, this was even pre-stereo. Sgt. Pepper record was in mono, the way we bought it, and that's how we listened to it. So there, we're, there it is. We have the thing, and we look at the album art, and we're going, what the? It was just an epiphany in so many ways from the way they looked, the way they dressed, and, hey, kids, they had mustaches. Well, what does that mean? Well, they were so influential in my life because of that, the Beatles all growing mustaches on Sgt. Pepper. In 1968, I grew a mustache, and I kept it until 1982 when we played the Budokan in Japan. And as the encore, I came out on stage and I shaved my mustache off. That's how influential the Beatles could have been. Um... So there we are, we're in the living room, we're looking at the album, we're looking for clues, because in those days, you, you really look through everything uh, rock and roll musicians did. It was a gatefold album, which, gatefold album, which meant it opens up, and you could read the lyrics, and you're looking here and there. It was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is, uh, what have they done now? It's impossible to comprehend, and it really was. So we listened. 
And we went outside and stood outside and it was thundering and raining. And we just thought, what is that we just heard? From the opening of the, um, uh, of the, uh, the audience making the screaming into the Sgt. Pepper song to the, the Larry, very last chord in, in, the day of, in A Day in the Life, it was just, it was astounding to us because what it really declared was, to, to, to us was, there are no boundaries. Rock music, or call it what you want if you don't want to call it rock music, call it contemporary music, could be t- defined as anything anyone wanted to say, and the Beatles did that with Sgt. Pepper. Now, when I look back and I think, how did it affect me as a writer? Because I was just, you know, thinking, it didn't, because I wasn't writing songs then. I was just trying to learn them and play them. Like I said before, I didn't start writing, really writing songs until Sticks got a record deal in uh, 1972. That's when I really began to focus on being a songwriter. So at that moment, I was being just a fan and reveling in the magic they created. Now, I know there has been some criticism of the Sgt. Pepper album. In fact, one um, essay always sticks out in my mind, written by Robert Hilburn, who was the uh, rock critic for the L.A. Times. And one of these days, I'll, I'll get into talk about rock criticism and, and, and critics at large, but not today. But I remember he wrote this, this piece that stated clearly, uh, how Sgt. Pepper ruined rock music. And I thought to myself, yeah, in the same way that the invention of the fork ruined eating. I mean, come on. How many musicians from my era were so influenced by that record? It's, it, it's incomprehensible. So let's, let, let's take a look at some of the songs. Favorite songs, I think you've got to go, you know, you just got to say it's a, a day in the life where Lennon and McCartney come together to create really a masterpiece, not, not only sonically, but it, 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 it quintessentially showed the two different uh, styles that these guys really brought to the table inherent as to who they were as musicians. Lennon does the, the very first part, which has a certain melancholy and, melancholy and sadness to it uh, with uh, evocative lyrics that are, you know, um, uh, it, it just dripped in, I guess, metaphor. And then McCartney comes in with, you know, he, he, he gets on the bus and he goes to work. And, he, and he's really McCartney. And this just comes together to make a masterpiece. So that's probably the best song on the album. The rest of them, I mean, there's so many to choose from. Um, I know Getting Better All the Time is a favorite of mine. Um, Lucy in the Sky. Oh, my God. I mean, even if, 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 you, if you just think of the sonic palette they, that they used in the different instrumentation and the way they, sounds that you'd never even heard before were just presented in ways. And of course, George Martin's uh, role in this uh, is, you know, unsurpassable. I mean, he really opened up the minds of the Beatles to all different kinds of things. And so, um, what else? Well, I, I know people slag off fixing a hole and say it's not the best Beatle albums. That's the critics who say it's Revolver. And I think, you know, okay, people disagree. But I know in my heart that Sgt. Pepper was such a landmark for so many musicians and really expanded the boundaries by which we could pursue our own individual takes on rock music. Uh, 
Look, rock music was wonderful when it was invented by Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Elvis, all the early people. It was wonderful, but it wouldn't have lasted as long as it lasted by still regurgitating those three chords over and over again because there's only so much you can do with it. And Sgt. Pepper really did that for songwriters and musicians all over the globe. And incredibly, I've, I've just finished a song that I'm writing for my new, my new project which tries to describe the influence and the impact the Beatles had musically on me, and I'm very excited about it. But I guess I'm rambling a little here, but just let me say, Sgt. Pepper, uh, let's see what I say, Lucy in the Sky, uh, what are the weakest songs? Well, maybe, you know, I never was a fan of the sitar music uh, of, of, of George Harrison. I love George, but that stuff, it never really connected with me. So I'd say the weakest song to me is it's Within You, with whatever that song is. There's a fog over L.A., and I'm not a fan of that. But, uh, you know, I still love that whimsical sort of uh, English music hall style that McCartney brings to the, some, some of the music, like When I'm 64. I love all that stuff because it's just great songwriting. So here's Dennis DeYoung talking today about an album that so influenced him that uh, I, I went out and bought satin clothes and got a mustache and, you know, and all kinds of things. And so... I say to you, if you've never heard the album, which seems almost impossible to me, put it on one more time and say to yourself, that was the beginning of a whole new era of rock music. Whether you, whether you think it should just be all blues-based and rockabilly, okay, I, I understand, but man, it was such an influence on me. Cheers. Hope you've liked it. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.